Hey everyone, let's start the shit. It's Dialogue Choices, number two. I'm here with Colonel. Hi. And Andrew. Hello. Stephanie's dead. No! Oh, she's never coming back. She's in a ditch somewhere. Forever. That was very quick. Yeah. That was one also episode, and we are twist right out the gate. It's like some Gurren Lagann <laughs> or like some shit. It's like Game of Thrones like, up in here. Immediate. <laughs> Don't lose your way. <laughs> We were talking about it just yesterday, as about how Andrew understands Game of Thrones for what it is, and we don't. We don't. <laughs> I do. Is that, isn't that right, Andrew? I had the foresight oh, to know it was going to be bad the whole way down, so I left real early. And I was <laughs> it is. Smart. It is the whole See, way I, down. I have, I have a whole bunch of experience because I, I watched all of or I read all of Bleach, so I can tell when a story is going to be shit from the beginning. I have like the senses now. <laughs> you can smell uh, the bleach in, a, in, yeah, in advance. Like exactly after being there for like almost fifteen years in a bad story, you know all the signs. You see it, and you're like, well, that's that's God. it. That's red flag number one. Hmm. Bleach like it affected my anime watching in such a widespread way. And I didn't even Bleach experience affected. it like the way that other people did, where they were so disappointed because I didn't even get that far. Bleach affected Mike's my, my my friendship with Joe very heavily. Whoa. Oh my god! I will never forgive him for telling me to watch it, and then he gave up after the first season. And I and I was like halfway through the fifth season, and I was like, "Man, this is getting really garbage." And Joe's like, "I stopped watching like." After the first season, I was like, you what? I, what? <laughs> I'm stuck now. I'm here. You were stuck. But that, I don't think that's Joe's fault, though. It's, I think that's... No, it's it a, is. It, he God. recommended it to me only watching one season and then just gave up after that. It was like, I'm not going to watch it's, the uh, and I'm like, I, I think you're, you're just... Or iffy. Are they? I, it's tough to recommend something early on. Like, I can... I feel a lot more confident recommending One Piece to someone now than I would like two seasons into One Piece. Yeah, like it, or I just think uh, about like when I watched, I watched you play Sim City and it seemed really fun and you were having fun and everything seemed neat and uh, and I watched hours of gameplay, but then like I went home and bought it and as I was home buying it, the game was like turning to ash in your mouth, <laughs> and then I <laughs> discovered separately how bad it was over the next couple days. Sim City and it wasn't neat. Because at first it it's like, of- oh, look at this tilt shift photography art style, and it seems really snappy and fun, and it seems neat. And then like, then you, then as you get into the more hardcore later game, you start realizing that the game's completely trash, <laughs> and it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. on a fundamental level. And it's like really, it doesn't have much replay value because when you try to play, make different cities, you're like, I, I have so little space to work with, and most of the simulation literally doesn't work. It's based around this forced multiplayer thing that also like just actively sabotages your gameplay and you can't opt out of it and there's all these other issues and so on. But then I think about like I remember I was in uh I was doing the Zelda playthrough of Breath of the Wild and I was in the part where you kind of build this little like village. There's like an extended sub there's a, a, a extended like side quest chain where you're kind of building up this village that's that 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 uh like doing these little missions, getting them resources and helping them get what they need and so on. I'm like, I'm like chopping down trees and kind of podcasting because there's not much to talk about in the game. And I had just read the first, uh, the first chapter of Ready Player One, and I was just talking about how like kind of neat it seemed, like the setting and everything. Oh no! <laughs> but I hadn't actually gotten to any of the you know the plot of ready player one yet it was just the entire like the first chapter does not take place in the simulation at all and it's it just talking about 
it's just like talking about the dystopian society of old like the stacked trailer houses and which all sounds the, cool all the rough that, time it, that everyone's it, having and yeah like it's, it's, it's a very decent blade runner-esque it's a decent intro yeah <laughs> but then i'm like I, I like forever regret expressing any positive feelings about ready player one because i would then go on to actually read the book in its entirety yeah. and i'm like oh no <laughs> this yeah. is like the what worst I... one <laughs> And, and because it's on a Let's Play, it's not, what have I done? It's, what am I doing constantly every time somebody watches that video? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Being a Let's Player is just having every moment of your life for the last eight years constantly happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a good weird, point. It's a fucking weird life. People are mad at yeah, you now are. about a thing that happened seven years ago because it's happening now again. <laughs> and it always <laughs> will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, the recommendation. That's scary, and we're doing recommendations today. That's what we're doing. We are doing. Yeah, we are doing, doing recommendations, recommendations today. today. So let's. I dive in I this don't pit have hesitation again. about my recommendations. <laughs> I know that they are good. Um, you don't think they're re- good? It is. No, I know that they're good. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. easy. So to then rec- you should go first. Then it's easier to recommend movies because they end. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It, Sometimes it is, it's it's hard for a movie to be bad after you've watched it. I couldn't like, finish. Yeah, it can't it can't ruin itself past your initial watching. Yes. Except for the aging I, process. I couldn't finish watching Avatar. Uh, I literally one? could not. Like I had movie? to stop and yeah. Like like Avatar: The Last Airbender live action movie. No, no, the one with the blue people. They, 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 Isn't oh, they call Avatar? Uh, yeah. Oh, Avatar. They can both oh, be hard yeah. to sit through for different reasons. Yeah, I never watched the last yeah. Airbender. <laughs> I, I watched the I watched the first Avatar. I I I illegally downloaded it, and I didn't realize until I got it that it was a Russian dub. And so I watched. He it made it better with, but it had no subtitles. Just so I watched it in Russian, and I walked away. I wrote down how like what the plot of it was, and then I went online and checked if I was right without knowing any of the dialogue. If I knew what the plot was, yeah. And it was it was so basic that you don't even need to know the language to understand the plot of Avatar. The first, um, the first Avatar, yeah, yeah. The Avatar as a movie is so rote and like trope filled, and also so visual yeah. in its storytelling. On top of being really, really redundant, that like, yeah, you could just infer it all. It, like, it's, it's like the like, idea of like when you hear about how like the Dark Crystal was originally made in its entirety with no dialogue, and that they overdubbed all the dialogue when they realized that people hated it. Oh, I don't they, know why you would hate it because I think it still yeah. works. Like, I'm going to suggest a, a movie that's kind of like that, and it doesn't have dialogue for yeah. most of it. All of, all it's of, so great. For sometimes. All the Dark Crystal, the dialogue is largely redundant, which leads to the funniest line of the whole movie, which is, "I'm taking a bath." <laughs> 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 no, they're doing the fucking. They're like, "What are we doing? We're we're mind fasting," and they like they share memories and shit, and then they just start awkwardly narrating the shit that's happening on the screen, leaving the protagonist in his stupid fucking gormless voice saying, "Like, I'm taking a bath." <laughs> You mentioned Blade Runner before. Doesn't that happen it. as well with Blade Runner, where he narrates everything as well? That was that a different. That was for different reasons. That was yeah. like a mistake that shouldn't have been there. That then gets corrected in like the director's cut. Oh, it was also a change. Yeah. So it was like the equivalent of like like how they added the voices in Dark Crystal in response to view to like tests test like test audiences or whatever. Like in Blade Runner, they made the movie without the narration. Then they panicked and added the narration and 
the whole movie fucking Harrison Ford sounds really bored. Like he's being forced to do this like months later and he doesn't want to do it. So it's a terrible narration and it's mostly pointless. And uh, yeah, that was the that was how the movie came out originally. But it's like, I, I don't know how easy it is to even find that version anymore. Nowadays, you get the director's cut with the unicorn scenes and no narration. I've I've heard yeah. of this unicorn scene. I still have to watch it because, you know, it's, it's the sort of sort it's of movie impressive. that's very influential. Like I, uh, you can find the copy. Uh, there is a download you can find that has the uh, the audio of the original, hmm. and it's not great. Um, <laughs> it, it, Keith is like not being he's not he's not over exaggerating. Like Harrison Ford feels like they dragged him in at like four a.m. and told him like, dude, you need to narrate the whole fucking movie again. And I he's think like, I've yeah. heard some of these lines. Yeah, and he yeah, he's very, just like he's like bored. I went into the room to ask him a question. He's he like, didn't have he's not the a narrator. And I'm like. Oh my God, Harrison, are you here? Yeah. What happened? It's like, it, it, yeah, it's not great. I also, um, I yeah, he's, he's also a presence actor. Like his acting style, from what I've seen, he's very much about like his postures rather than necessarily his action in faces. So, but I mean, he, it also was like even he, I'm sure Harrison could tell how pointless it was to re- read what he's doing. Like, it's yeah. not like you couldn't infer that he's doing something. He's just saying like, yeah, guys, I'm talking to a person. I threw him <laughs> through a window. Did you, Harrison? I didn't see that when he threw him through the window. I didn't see that part. Overdubbing like, the, the thing. It's like commentary. Yeah, he, exactly. He's just commentating yeah. on his actions so that the viewer isn't lost. In what he, yeah, I also, yeah, literally. I, also, I just absolutely hate movie commentary and voiceover where they're just, where you just, it's just not adding anything. Like, well, if, yeah, if, I, like yeah. if, if you're just saying stuff that I already know, then I just feel really talked down to the entire time. I, and I, and I get the irony because I'm a let's player. So half the time I'm just like in, in, a, in a moment of desperation. I'm like, ah, feel the silence, say something. But and you're like, also uh-huh. more aware of that because you're a let's player. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know what I'm doing when I when I just fucking throw away a garbage line because a cutscene ends and I need to acknowledge that we're back to gameplay and me talking. And I just kind of sometimes just in one sentence, just kind of basically repeating what happened to the cutscene. Like I because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just. It's like, oh, oh, so she's like the da-da-da. And it's like, yeah, that's the, obviously, but it's, a, it's just trying to say things. But when that's your scripted thing, I'm just like, mm, you don't need to fill the you don't need to fill the dead air, Harrison. Uh it's yeah. it's Blade Runner. It's known for its uh its long shots and its chill silences and the synth music and the atmosphere. It's all great. That. It it's so good at world building. And then you just have like Harrison shitting all over it. Not on his own accord, but like <laughs> someone added Harrison Ford talking over all of this really good cinematography. It and is, you're like, who did this? It is and that's funny why we're not suggesting Blade Runner. That's what you get, Blade Runner. But we, we, we did a whole spoiler cast of that and, and its sequel. Uh, a few I years might have ago. heard yeah, that. So, yeah. The, uh, uh, fuck. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. I, lost, I totally lost the thread. <laughs> Of how to bring it back oh, yeah. no, into just, us just, recommending movies. It's just funny to me that uh, one of the most well-regarded movies of all time, basically, is like this heavily edited and re-released and changed over and over again nightmares where it's like you literally could be talking about a different movie from person to person. But it's this like incredibly have, highly regarded film. You always I hear, mean, that's, you always hear like that's Citizen a full Kane. alchemist problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are literally different shows. Oh also, yeah, but I'm saying that they're both—they're just like both Full Metal Alchemist, and like the Brotherhood part gets left out in a lot of people's heads. So he said, like, yeah, Full Metal Alchemist, like I've watched that. It's like, 
Which one? Wait, yeah. don't don't lie to me. Which one did you watch? <laughs> They're both like good. I, I like the first one better though, even though it's I just not mean I, true I hate that. Whatever. I well, hate that. The problem the... is that one of them doesn't have a subtitle because they didn't plan on making it again. Uh, but no, uh, specifically the the Blade Runner re-edits are like the equivalent of like being like trying to talk about uh, Arrested Development season four. And if you watched it when it came out versus if you watch it now, you get a different season. You know about that? Oh, no. That's No, weird. did they redo it? Yeah, because all uh, Arrested Development had a relatively tight jumping all over the place between all those different storylines, editing style in the original show. But when Netflix got it and, re- and brought it back years later for season, I think it was four, uh, they kind of had ep- character-focused episodes where each episode was built around a specific character storyline. And they kept kind of all converging at like this fair or whatever where something was going to happen. Uh, so it kept, it kept like doing parallel storylines that all happened simultaneously and then kind of showing how they all line up in the timeline or whatever. But it did the pacing and the, it, it wasn't the pacing and comedy that people were familiar with the show. So they re-edited the entire season like wow. a year oh later or something. I haven't watched it still because I watched the original version of it. But like they re-edited the entire season and that's the one you get now if you watch it. And you have to like scroll through the special features tab of the show in order to watch the original version of the season, which is still there, but not the one that shows up in the like the playlist. And it's like it's that's like an enhanced. A, that's it's a like, choice. Like, it's like <laughs> going crazy. back to play The Witcher One, and you only yeah. get the enhanced edition. Yeah, but like that's, like, that's a, but, but that's, that's a lot of work, man. Yeah, that's a is. lot of work. Yeah, it's well, so it's also just like someone's job. Like they're like, oh yeah, happy to be working. <laughs> no, no, well, I yeah. I know. I just mean like, man, that's I. I yeah, don't know. Like, that's really that's really tough. Is like I'm just thinking from like a directorial standpoint. Oh yeah. Like you you directed these these episodes, and then you someone comes around. And is like okay, we're gonna like chop them into into like you know little bacon director, bits and then put if, them together. I don't know for sure, but I think the director might have been involved because I think the idea was that they responded to the feedback and they were making the fifth season more in line with the style of the original show and trying to correct that. And so while they were doing that, they re-edited the fourth season as either well, practice or to make it fit with the fact that it was going to be this one weird fucky season <laughs> and they want people to sure. come back. But I mean, I'm just saying in the regard of like you film it the first time the way you want it, you, like the way you envisioned it. And now you have to go back and like try to redo it in a different oh, yeah. way. It must be tough. Filmmaking is um, a weird mess because so many people are involved in it all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why you keep having these 12 different directors cut versions of Blade Runner where there's like, there's the theatrical cut, and then there's the director's cut, and then there's the final cut, and you're like, "What the fuck? The director's cut wasn't the definitive <laughs> one. What do you mean?" And like the at final... least it's not as bad as Apocalypse Now. Yeah, and then and uh, <laughs> Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, I've never watched it. Kingdom of Heaven is that. this uh, Eli- not Elijah Wood, the other guy from Lord of the Rings, uh, Orlando Bloom. Mm. Uh, like Orlando mi- Bloom, I was yeah. the other guy from oh, yeah, the yeah, Lord of the Rings. Like, you are yeah. aware that the Lord of the Rings has yeah, so was, many guys. Yeah, he was Legolas. Yes. Uh, yeah, sorry. And then he was like a loss again in a shittier trilogy. <laughs> where Oof, he looked, don't remind he, me of that. And he looked weird the whole time. Because uh, they were trying to make him young. They're trying to make him younger, but he was now older sense. and he looks strange. Uh, oh, yeah, because he, well, of course, because he was but, older as but a kid. Kino of Hedman is famous for having a completely botched theatrical cut that was just a, not a good movie. But then people raised the director's cut version as being like, 
one of the best movies they've ever seen and like it's just straight up a different film like mm. from front to back because like it's re-edited oh. fundamentally and they have really weird cases like uh uh anchorman where they had so much b footage and plot lines they cut and just so many scenes that they shot for whatever reason that they made an entire second movie out of the first movie and it's like in the special edi- in the special features you can just watch a whole second movie basically from all the other shit that they didn't put in the, the real movie and that's not wow. the sequel <laughs> that's that's just on the that's just a weird it's just a bunch of weird extra shit but yeah anyway yeah last time we talked about kind of spur of the moment we talked about recommending five movies next time and so we all made our lists and here we are so just just to clarify we're not doing spoilers today we're not gonna spoil the movies that we're recommending uh you, well you're recommending them so yeah, yeah. You don't want to tell. Them. Yeah, you don't want to usually spoil the movies you're recommending to people to watch. That's yeah, the thing yeah. that happened in one of the movies I watched. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not good. There's a there's a fucking scene in one of these movies where it's like it's like right at the beginning where uh, somebody is sitting and watching. They're they're, they're reading a book at a bar. They're like, oh, and some random person shows up and they're like, oh, you're. Oh, you're reading that? Yeah, that's great. And they're, they're kind of like bonding for a second. They're like, oh, yeah, it's so intense. Like, oh, archers. Ha ha. And like little like that little moment. And, but like clearly she's in the middle of this book. And he just like, oh, you know, so-and-so's father is actually da da da. And it's like, what What are you doing? Like you, you fucking like shrink into yourself watching that scene because you're like, stop, stop, stop. No. Oh. Why are you doing this? I, I figure yeah. uh, we'll probably just uh, we'll, pr- we'll probably just take turns and just do one of, yeah. of what each of our lists and cycle around, and that'll be that. And that might even be the whole podcast, depending on how long we talk about these. It is fifteen movies. And I mean, we've been that, at it for half an hour true. already, and we it haven't yeah. suggested any. I mean, not half an hour, but still, no, like ten minutes because the first ten, one, yeah, <laughs> the, I was stuff to edit it out at the beginning. <laughs> we were waiting, yeah. Uh, the and bloopers, Steph- and Stephanie will come back like. Maybe next week or some other time, and, and bring in her list from the dead. She will come back yeah. from the dead. Who wants to go? F- <laughs> you want to? You want to recommend us an anime, Andrew? Yes, sure. Uh, let's see. I will. I guess they're not in any particular order. There's yeah, not like a no. top five. These, are, these aren't like the best movies or anything. It's just five recommendations. Yeah, uh, I'll start my recommendation with uh, the Garden of Words. Which is a... Uh, you mentioned this before, I think, in the last... I think it was this one that you mentioned. I heard you talk about it recently. Did I? Uh, I might have. It's a, it's a Makoto Shinkai uh, film, which, if you don't know, he's a really, really good director. Made... Like all the good, mo- all the good anime movies. He made five good. centimeters per second. All the good yeah, I did five not like centimeters that per one. second. Weathering with you... Um, that's the only what one is I it? Uh, I'm searching this movie, and every picture is the same gazebo. That's where a lot of it takes place. Yeah, not a gazebo. Nobody knows what a gazebo is. It's, it's a gazebo in a forest or a garden. No, it's in a it's in a park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we- yeah, the idea is that it's a um, uh, like a basic synopsis here is that it is a, a high school boy who encounters a. A, a woman at a park bench under a yeah a canopy uh what did you call it the gazebo, gazebo. a gazebo there you go <laughs> that is um, such a weird word 
Yeah, uh, it's a normal word. And uh, <laughs> and they just interact. They just talk. Uh, they just talk to one another. And the uh, the boy is trying to. Uh, yeah, the boy has like a goal he's trying to achieve, and the woman is encouraging him. And it's just a really good movie about like relationship. You know, like just interacting with strangers. Like the, I don't know. I don't, it's really hard to describe it without spoiling a lot of it, but. It's definitely worth it's definitely worth watching. It's also just gorgeous because it, all of his movies are just it gorgeous. It does look amazing, yeah. But yeah, like you can if you look up instead of looking at pictures, you look up gifts and you'll see exactly just how oh. fantastic it is. Um just such good I... smooth animation. But yeah, uh that is a, it's available on on Netflix. So you can watch it there if you have it. Garden if of Words. Not, yep, Garden of Words. This is by Comics Wave Films, the studio. They made. I think it's they also a... made five centimeters centimeters per second. So the animation is really good, actually. I mean, if 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 it is like five centimeters per second. Is it called five like... centimeters per second? Centimeters. Five centimeters. I think it, it it it's it's been a long while. I think it's because of time travel or something. Oh. Yeah, I remember watching it uh, around the time I I watched. It definitely, it's not about time travel. It's it definitely just about looks like the, it's the same creator because it looks all the screenshots look like the same art style, but now pink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has a he has a very particular looking style. Uh, it's just very fluid and realism focused. Uh, he also did like the girl, uh, or yeah, I think he also did the girl left through time, right? Mm. Uh, no, no, that was someone else. Sorry, no. But. Um, he did Your Name, Weathering With You, five centimeters a second. Ah, Your Name gets recommended a lot, too. It, It is good. Uh, it's I, I would definitely recommend it, but I think it's not... I think Garden of Words is better, personally. I think It's an uh, interesting name. Does it, does it have to do with the, the fact that they are just talking? And is, is it like a play on that scenario, or...? Um, I, I, think the, I think the title is more of a... Is yeah, it's more of just like the setting, the idea that it is, uh, it's just talks that happen in mm-hmm. a garden. Uh, think of it like uh, a good parallel is like Secret Garden. If you've ever heard of that movie, I think it's also a book. Um, it's kind of the same in the sense of like there's just a, it's, it's just them in what feels like their own little world when they're in this uh, mm-hmm. under this gazebo, and uh, yeah, and so the idea is that that's just that's where they can connect with one another but otherwise they feel you know a lot more disconnect outside um yeah the, it's uh i think i'm trying to think there's somebody who did a i think there's somebody who did a movie or a review on it but uh oh god what's his name i can't remember who did it there's sorry there's somebody who did like a youtube um breakdown of all of makoto shinkai's movies uh and it was really good uh, and it, ex- it, there's a better example uh, than, that he can provide about why uh, why it's why his movies are the way they are, but they're mostly just all of them are about love. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's that's my first recommendation. So, who's next? What do you got, Colonel? So, I have the latest movie that I've watched, and uh, I, <laughs> I took <laughs> I took the initiative uh, because of the year that we're in uh 2020 
Um, and uh, the movie is V for Vendetta. And it's a movie from two... I could open it and just so know the... the know the, the dates and all that sort of stuff. I think it's from 2007? 2006. 2006. Or, sorry. Oh, God. I made, I made fan no, 2006. V for Vendetta is a movie that, like, everybody knows its influence, I think, in uh, Anonymous and the, the Guy Fox mask that Anonymous has and all that. Um, but I never had watched the movie, and I watched it because I, I heard that it had something to do with a virus. What? Um, what? Yeah, Why, who it, told you that? <laughs> there is there is a plot point that has to do with a virus. It's spoilery, uh, if I tell, but it, it it is not about virus. V for Vendetta is an interesting movie because it's it uses the language of fighting against an authoritarian fascist regime, um, and like and and when I say it uses the language, uh, the language is it's explicitly authoritarian, fascist, white supremacist uh, regime um, that that the the characters, the main characters fight against. But it uses the language while just being a normal Hollywood movie, really. Very, very infatuated with just going from scene to scene. And I think it works well. I, I, I liked watching it, but unfortunately, I, I don't think it um, it really digs deep, uh, digs deep enough into the messages, that are, the, the messages that are there down to the very end. I don't know if you both have watched it. Yeah, I've seen it. I made fan art uh, of it. Mm. <laughs> Down to the very end, it's like <laughs> I, I think I think it's a movie that sort of if people are aware of what's going on in the world today, um, and I have a I have a, a juxtaposition to watch as well. It's not anywhere near um, anywhere near uh, Netflix, so I I didn't want to to recommend it. But it is a, a really really good movie. Uh, the one that I'm gonna recommend that I'm talk about in a little bit. But V for Vendetta is just. I think it, it's going to resonate with us if uh, us who are living in 2020, seeing the rise of uh, fascistic regimes throughout the world and the rise of the influence of media in the propagation of hate and um, just... It's based you know, on a true story, right? I think it's based on a book. It, it feels very 1984. Uh, there's... there's there's a lot of uh, parallels there. It's It's more hopeful than 1984, but I think it's also more naive, especially... It, the movie is more naive than 1984 because if you've never, if you don't know how 1984 ends, it doesn't end well. It's really bad. Um, but V for Vendetta has is more hopeful and I think a little bit more naive as well because it's it's just I don't know. The message gets a little bit muddy. Uh, the 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 video or the movie rather that I compare it to is one is a Portuguese movie called um, Oh I had it open. I'm gonna let me just. It's uh, April Captains, I think. Let me see. I think that's how oh. it's translated. Yeah, April Captains. Uh, it's it's in Portuguese, so if you are going to watch it, either you find a dubbed version or it needs to be with subtitles. Uh, and it's about our own uh, taking down of, of our own fascist regime. The, like, real-life stuff, and it's like a very well-studied and, and realistic depiction of what actually happened. Uh, so if you are looking for a fun time, both movies are really good. But if you're looking for something that uh, that is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, realistic, and and goes right like really deep into the interpersonal relationships of people who are about to bring a regime down, I think 
I think V for Vendetta is a little bit too Hollywood. I don't know. It's it just feels like when I watched it, I felt like it was really interesting because you see, you see right from the beginning, you see the television, the stand-in for Fox News right at the beginning, and one of the main characters being immediately characterized as I don't like this. So you know where where she's coming from. Um, but the movie sort of drops all all that sort of depth or. I, I, language i suppose and just gets worried about the action scenes and stuff like that so i i don't know i um, i feel a little bit mixed but it's a really interesting movie to watch i like the concept of a nordic supremacist regime uh is that is that what britain is that is that what like british people are afraid of is nords taking over again? no i think they didn't want to come that's the like, other thing that's the other thing like, like they are obviously I'm imagine like uh, in america you make a v from Vinet, it's like canadian supremacist or something and you're just like ah oh, dang it those canadians did it finally they took us think, over like I, the the thing is i actually wrote down something here uh the thing is but like the odd. movie is 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 uh is made so that you can take away that you can reasonably take away whatever message you want from it. Like, even if you're a fascist sympathizer, you can look at the movie and be like, oh, yeah, speak to, th- to power. It's like, can you? Yeah. Doesn't he, like, destroy the regime <laughs> at the end? Yeah, but the thing is, it's, <laughs> it's because, because there's so much... Like, there's a line, there's a line that is not met with... Um, that, that is seen sympathetically later in the movie... Um, that uh, is Oppenheimer was able to... Ch- uh, Oppenheimer is the dude who... The, th- the physicist dude that made or made possible the atomic bomb. Uh, it, there's a line that, that goes, Oppenheimer was able to change more than a course of a war. He changed the entire course of human history. Uh, which is wrong in the sense that you're, if you're referring to World War II. But the movie just sees that, just sees this as as like a... A right thing, and uh, that's where the virus comes in. It's sort of like a, a little bit of an analogy. In, it's it's part of the story of the movie, uh, but you can definitely like I've seen people come come away uh, talk about no not come away because obviously I watched the movie recently. But the thing is, I've seen people talk about V for Vendetta as sort of like a um, oh yeah, let's bring down this PC culture censorship and whatnot. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think the main message of the movie is just the obsession with truth and speaking truth to power and this sort of reminds me i was watching the other day a, a video by uh not by but uh, of rowan hatkinson talking about uh, it was from 2018 the, the video and he was talking about um he was basically talking about the the, the notion of uh free speech uh which is a, a thing that we talk about in the public discourse these days uh the notion of free speech and the notion of um censorship not necessarily censorship from a a governmental standpoint which is what v for vendetta uh, deals with but rather you know from from a from what is acceptable speech in in public and um he says that that traditional trope thing about if you're gonna be intolerant of intolerance um you're just replacing one sort of intolerance with another which sounds very smart. This is my words now. This sounds very smart. But the problem is, if you're replacing, if you're if you're against replacing one sort of intolerance with the other, then you're in favor of the intolerance that already exists, not the one that is intolerant of the intolerance. Do you know what I mean? Not uh, really. Did I did I get the, the message lost a little bit? A little bit. <laughs> I, I lost so, the thread yeah. a little bit. 
let's yeah. let's think of somebody talking against immigrants just which is a thing that the v for vendetta deals with as well like literally but it only talks about them like once or twice it's not very common that's the thing the game the the video the movie rather doesn't push the message uh, far enough for it to be a central point of the of the, the storyline uh, but imagine like somebody is just against immigrants and against muslims um and against people of color and that sort of intolerance needs to be cannot be tolerated right but when you're not tolerating that intolerance you're in the world's in the words of rowan atkins and you're replacing one sort of in, one sort of intolerance with another so what the idea that because you're intolerant to intolerance you've created you're intolerant intolerance yourself. That's, that, yeah, that's kind. Of, that's just garbage thought process. Yeah, yeah. That, that that kind of sounds just like uh, that's like the nothing matters at all kind of nihilism. No, but the, like the problem why, is why just let people live because nothing matters. It's just the tolerance paradox where you you can't yeah. create a space that's inclusive and safe and non discriminatory without specifically not tolerating certain yeah. behaviors because those are what cause it to, would cause it to be discriminatory. But but yeah, absolutely. But there's another point of view that you that might be a little bit more. What's like the word? A, like a forum with moderators is is ironically more tolerant than a place with no moderators. Yeah, but yeah. The, like the thing is, if you're arguing, if if your argument is that oh, you shouldn't be intolerant of intolerance because now you're just intolerant yourself, you're really just prioritizing one sort of intolerance over the other. And you can't. I mean, there both. are people. There are people who are who don't like uh equality yes yeah i mean those yeah. are that's normal that's the, the the reason intolerance exists is because there tends to be people that yeah. you know you don't it's, some, it's somebody that doesn't have ethics basically yeah like they're, they're not arguing yeah, the, from a real ethical point of view they're instead just trying to win an argument via like oh, yeah. technicalities yeah. It's like aha, yeah. so yeah. you're the real hypocrite at the end. It's like you don't believe, don't pretend you believe in what you're saying right now because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, but it, the, the, it's a uh, hollow arguments for the sake of winning. But that sort of discourse, because the V for Vendetta sort of focuses so much on on the speaking truth to power. Um, I think that sort of discourse is why people can come away from the movie and just be like, uh. Oh yeah. yeah, so V for Vendetta is the confluence of two different leftist voices that are constantly misinterpreted and uh, repurposed for the oh, right. Alan Moore and David Lloyd, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know Alan, David Lloyd. No, Alan Moore and the Wachowski sisters. <laughs> oh, oh, did they make the it? Creator, yes, they made the creators oh, of the Matrix made V for Vendetta, aka oh, Red, oh, and, AKA yeah. Red Pilled and all that, like. You know the movie. The movie. The people use this metaphor for b hating women and becoming these ultra independent supermen or whatever the fuck. But like, it's made by two trans women, <laughs> like, and it's an allegory it's, for transition as well. Yes, and it all really, really works <laughs> as a as an allegory for 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 being trans. And it's it was written by two at the time closeted trans people. Like, there's <laughs> maybe that's it, why. It maybe that's happens. why it's so conflicting. And Alan the, the Moore Vendetta, is I mean. just a fucking like far left socialist. Like he's he's got a lot going on, and yeah. uh, he literally his, looks like but, Karl Marx. Yeah, and his material, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, his material, especially V for Vendetta and Watchmen, are constantly misinterpreted and repurposed by people that don't understand it and embarrass themselves. Kind of like people that are on the right and love Rage Against the Machine. Like it's really I, fucking yeah. cringe. <laughs> 
you guys you really watch took any, away any comments on YouTube on on Rage Against the Machine and uh, and you see people being oh my very god when Rage Against the Machine gets played at like a Republican rally you're like you guys don't get any of this. <laughs> There's well, a song where they they list oh, what is it called? It's a uh, he just repeats all of these are American dreams. All of this is American dreams. I, I don't remember what that song is, but like, he repeat. He's like that's the most explicit anti-imperialist song ever. And, there's, and there's you still a, can come across. Oof. Well, you can. You can. It's, it's, it's just a separation of. You can just listen to the music and enjoy it, and not pay attention and not care about what the lyrics stand for anything. But, well, yeah, people do a, that all the a, time. There was a period of me being like, like well, everyone's teenage years, basically, like. You, it, when you're a teenager, in many cases, you're kind of apolitical in part because you kind of don't understand yeah. most things really yet. But you yeah. do know that you have a lot of intense emotions because that's what being a teenager is. And so a lot of teenage being a teenager is glomming onto a bunch of media because of how it kind of feeds specific emotions along the way and just kind of gives you that catharsis here and there. Uh, so when I was a teenager, V for Vendetta was actually my favorite movie. Uh, but I, I, at this mm. point, I straight up haven't watched it in like eight years, probably. So I need to rewatch it and and also reread it. I have a copy of it here, which I, I read. I read. I read V for Vendetta in college, and I, need to, I want to reread it now too. It's very different. Like there's literally musical chapters uh, <laughs> in, in a book. Interesting. Form. V for Vendetta is a, it was an interesting read, but I, I feel like I need to reread and rewatch it as an adult because i think it would hit differently in certain ways and it also might i'm just, sure it would and, yeah. I, and and the movie might prove to be kind of disappointing as an adult uh but i straight up had I, a pu- like without even knowing they were related to each other as a as a teenager i was like oh v frontet is my favorite movie and then watchman came out and I was like now this is my favorite movie but i've watchman is really good i, I really I've enjoyed thoroughly it. moved on from both uh <laughs> the I, comic's definitely better I, than the movie in watchman's case the movie's kind I, of i watched it when it came because out because it's made only. by somebody who idolizes Anne rand uh, oh, so it's a very t- broken interpretation of it. Like he claim he claims mm. to be making panel for panel recreations of it, but every little change he makes, style wise, shows his lack of understanding of what it's even supposed to be. And he really misrepresents oh, a lot of yeah. things, and he does a lot of weird, creepy choices and just strange things. Like like the, like how the scene where a sexual assault happens is shot in a way that sexualizes the victim. Which means oh, that's that you're, which means it's being framed to as if you're almost supposed to agree with the assaulter and stuff like that. And like there's all there's all these sorts of weird moments and like major changes to how this plot ends up and so on, including the entire ending. There's a lot of weird choices. I, you guys definitely thing... like got a lot more out of this movie than I did. I thought it was just like a really I thought it was just Daredevil but without the blindness. But you can I like you can definitely see that interpretation. Are you I mean, talking it's, about literally, it's literally a movie about political terrorism. Yeah, because yeah, not, I mean, there's I, not a I, lot I get of that, but I it didn't seem. I don't know. I guess it didn't. It didn't really hit me as I, I like the, yeah. the political part was very backseat. Yeah, where yeah, I was, absolutely. I was definitely when I watched it more focused on like, okay, when's he going to do something cool next? Well, that's that's like the he's thing. saying. He's, like that's especially like yeah. the teenager experience of like uh, back then. I just watched it, and it's just this movie about like rising up and kicking some ass and so on like the same way that a lot of like these like dystopian post-apocalyptic young adult fiction stories will appeal to teenagers and you're just like oh yeah katniss is gonna beat the bad guys but then like yeah when you're an adult you go back to it and you're like oh, and this it all hits differently and that's either for the better yeah. or for the worse <laughs> uh yeah and, and a lot of stuff like that like 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 v for will will hit me differently if i watch it now 
And like a lot of music does that. Like fucking when you're a kid, it's like, haha, he keeps saying chocolate rain. And then and it's like it's just a funny, weird meme song. But then you actually go back to chocolate rain as an adult and you're like, oh, fuck. This song's I have a lot of, distressing. <laughs> I have a lot of that experience listening to heavy metal with bands yeah. like Pantera and oh, yeah. Megadeth. Or like, and they just go back and oh my god, these are they are no, yeah, or <laughs> or, or, or listening to "Killing in the Name" by Rage Against the Machine in twenty twenty. Yeah. Like yeah. some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Uh, yeah, it's a song about the history of the police recruiting from the KKK and, and the deeply racist institution that it's been from the outset because it was literally yeah. created to recapture slaves. Yeah, you don't think yeah. about that so much when you're 14 and you just <laughs> want to hear the guy shout and scream killing in the name of and da da da. Now you do what they told you. And it's just like a fun sounding song. But yeah, if you never... It's really fucking embarrassing, though, if you uh, grow up to be an adult and then you're like, oh, yeah, Rage Against the Machine is my favorite band. And you've still like never even tried to interrogate any of it. It's like, oh, what's your favorite? Really? That's your favorite media in the world. And you've never even like really thought about it for a minute, <laughs> like just for a minute. Because like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like, like, similarly, like the, to talk about something aging in the opposite direction. Uh, get the lyrics real quick. I really wish I knew the song of the other Rage Against the song that I. Oh yeah, it's mo- most of the songs that they hit hard. But yeah, like uh, I used to like as a teenager, I would listen to Critical Acclaim by Avenged Sevenfold, and it was just like, ah, yeah, these big cathartic <laughs> rants and yelling, and it just sounds cool when yeah. you're a teenager. But then you listen to the song as an adult, and you're like. Oh no, they're Bush apologists. This song sucks. <laughs> like the ra- the I, rant the rant that felt cathartic when you weren't thinking about it and didn't fully understand it is really fucked yeah. up. It's like how does yeah, it feel was, to know that someone's kid in the heart of America has blood on their hands fighting to defend your rights so you can maintain a lifestyle that insults his family's existence? Well, when I'm where I'm from, we have a special salute that we aim high in the air um, for all those pompous assholes who spend their days pointing fingers. And it's like, hey, how dare you judge the war in Iraq, you evil leftist? You're talking about you're insulting you're talking the, about the troops. Like, yeah, there's such trash. Yeah, I, I, uh, you, you say like we're not that different of age. I think we're like three years apart, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I started listening to Avenged Sevenfold when I was like twenty something. Uh, so maybe not right at the beginning. But I, rem- I remember the song that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I never, I don't have the same experience as you do in terms of, you didn't, like, I always saw them, yeah. You didn't, get, I think, hood, you I didn't think, get hoodwinked over time. <laughs> no, I think yeah. the thing is, the, the impression Bush left uh, on me, but even on people around me, I think, in the world, I could, I, I would go as far as say the impression Bush left in, in, uh, in the world of the American political and and even like the people like it is it is different than the impression it left on the people of, of America. I feel I, like I, mean, I, I still think that the you're world just describing for, like given, both Bushes. Oh, yeah, Lindsay, like Lindsay, yeah, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the last one. Lindsay Ellis like, did a really good video about the about music during the Iraq War and how mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. all throughout American history and well, just everyone's history really like whenever wars happen and so on, there's often art dealing with that period. Mm-hmm. And there's often a lot of like protest stuff because really almost all wars, basically all wars are just bullshit and should have never occurred yeah. and are being fought under false pretenses and so on. And uh, people are dying Keith. for no real purpose. Uh, yep. Money is the most important thing of all. And that's the only the connection, way to get it. 
that's the connection that V for Vendetta doesn't make, by the way, Andrew. Yeah. What you're saying is the problem with the ultimate message of V for Vendetta. It doesn't connect the lines. What, capitalism? But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean... <laughs> but absolutely. The, but the, the appalling I, takeaway was just how just every musician was just gargling Bush's balls throughout, throughout the United States. Yeah. And, and it's because well, in the specific way that we were... really... Yeah, like because like, of 9-11 and the specific way that we were attacked and so on, it, it all got very deftly all redirected as this rage in a particular direction and this united thing where it was such a crime to speak out against any of it and it's like this huge embarrassing period for people that actually you know grew up and looked at it at some point just realizing like wow this um yeah we really got fucking we basically were just collectively tricked <laughs> like we were it's very we, we were sold the idea of a war that wasn't yeah. even related to the thing that like, wasn't even particularly related to the attack that would let sparked the excuse for the war and didn't really accomplish much. And we were basically being like, and like, we've never really, we still haven't really recovered as a nation from like this, just the yeah. endless, like, like gung ho patriotism where we have to all like, like bring together the bulwark and all stand together against these things. It's like, ah, do, do, no, maybe we should be questioning the systems and the choices going on here, but it's like, I no, think... you're anti-American. What are you, what are you, you probably are a terrorist. Just, I think the uh, analysis. I mean, uh, sorry, probably. I mean, I think the analysis that uh, of the role of the media in that, both in the Bush era as well as more recent, um, and it definitely the lines can be drawn as well with old stuff, well, old style of fascism, uh, and with V for Vendetta as well. The the role of media is so crucial in understanding how people get the opinions they get. And 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 oh, the yeah. sort of that sort of hate and that sort of like jingoistic um, nationalism really is is toxic in the sense that it, it contaminates. Like it's very difficult to steer away from uh, because once you're in there, it's very very hard because you uh, you need to not only do you need to think contrary to everything that the world tells you, uh, and I can only imagine obviously because I'm not an American and I can only imagine how difficult it must be for for an American person to to break out of the mold. Um, but also, not only do you need to think. You also need to go against the current, like actively, and 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 be different, and and especially when you're alone and, and there's nobody in the media to to point you anywhere. It it, it can be. I, I imagine it is absolutely. It, I mean, it like only it's an exception, right? If somebody the, does it, it's it's an. I exception. mean, there's often like the fear of exclusion aspect, where it's like you're surrounded by people that all think a certain way. So if you step out of yeah. line, then you're going to be like kicked out of that group. And there's even people in this country that are several layers deep. Like, say, hmm. you live in Salt Lake City and you're a Mormon. Like, you're not even oh, yeah. close to re being ready to question some of these other ideas because you're still, like, <laughs> having to group think with everybody else on, like, the that entire, like, religious order. And the way that, like, the that if you step out of line, they do, like, excommunicate you, not just from the church, but basically from, like, your friend groups in society. Because there's several, there's several groups in this country that actively work in a way where they discourage any sort of dissent by actively cutting people out if they do yeah. it which makes everyone terrified to do anything and it's just which which is uh, it's funny to me like that should be you want to talk about cancel red... culture dixie chicks got completely <laughs> literally canceled for uh yeah for saying bush was bad which is fucking insane to think about now. in an interview in an interview not even in a song it was like are they not like george bush hero and definitely I mean, not war criminal <laughs> uh i don't know there's at, at some point i start i i start getting tired 
of constantly hearing about stuff like yeah like bush being bad but then you just like okay well when did it stop being like when did it when did it start being this way and then you start going back and back and back and you're like (laughs) wait it's always been this fucking way are you guys just ever gonna do anything about it it's like well no we're not gonna let it happen you're not like are you because this is history You're not allowed yeah, to question this, Andrew, or you'll get an Avenged Seven song written about you. Fuck, All the way oh from no. the east to the west, we got this high society looking down on their very foundation, constantly reminding us that our actions are the cause of all their problems, pointing their direction, fingers in every, uh, pointing their fingers in every direction, and blaming their own nation for who wins election. They never contributed a fucking thing to the country they love to criticize. That's their take on it. How dare you wow. criticize Which any of this fine. stuff? How I, dare you, like, you know, question if, like, oh, are our, our institutions racist? Or maybe our systems are bad. First, it's like, oh, but you live in a society. Great. Thanks. Thanks for the takeaway of in sevenfold, I, you trash yeah. brains. By the I, way, I, I don't see it. I don't know. That's just weird. It's always been weird to me to see, uh, to, to see like the idea of not being able to to question a group, not being able to say like this is weird, isn't this stupid? And people are just like, no, it's perfect. It's like, no, that's that's pretty stupid. If you think like something is perfect on the first try, you're you're crazy wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we, live think... a, we live in a country where we're still we're running by the the rules that were written by a bunch of slave owners hundreds of years ago. In like, I mean, we've amended them a couple of times, but we don't talk about that because then it would like ruin the illusion that we're not allowed to mess with the Constitution. I hear you talking about the second time a lot. The second (laughs) time you amended it. I mean, the Second Amendment made a lot of sense when you, you know, didn't want... uh, You didn't have automatic guns. Well, yeah, you didn't want your government with, like, muskets to come by and steal your crops. So it was easier if you had a musket that you could then shoot at the musketeers that were trying to steal your crops. That's not why it was made, though. That's well, not yeah, why the, the idea Second is Amendment you can defend made. your country. The idea Second is Amendment, defend your country. What? Did you look into it? Do you know the the reason it's for? It's for local states to create their own militia so it's they can defend against a federal. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it's connected. No, no. There's like, the reason why it was passed in the South it no. is because it was sold to certain states uh, as no. a good way to prevent slaves from running away. If you read, if you read the Second Amendment, it exists to give states. Oh no, no, the no I'm not talking about the Second Amendment, uh, like the what? the text itself. I'm talking about like. The historical context of, of it. Yeah, the reason the Second Amendment exists is to prevent uh, the federal can, government from being an authoritarian links. regime. Like it's in I there. Know, it's I know. It's, 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 it's literally in, there. in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, but like the the implications and the historical context has to do with slaves with slaves and uh, stopping them from running away. How uh, does that I, stop I can, them from running away? Because you have guns. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You could. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah this, everyone this, this, this. had guns, though. Like, no, no. The, but if the, it wasn't enshrined in the constitution, maybe the government could take it away, and then you wouldn't. They wouldn't your why? Would run the away. government was pro-slavery. They would, of course, want you to have guns so you could protect your property. Well, people, slaves didn't count. The idea, this, like, slaves it, it, weren't people, so there was no like laws against hurting them. Because you say they're not the government people. was pro-slavery, but but there was no police. But what? And the first police that happened was precisely to hunt the slaves down as well. That, in the because, United States. Because people, because slaves didn't count as people, so yes. there was no crime you could commit against but, slaves. No, no, no. It was like specifically slave hunter. I, I, I'm, yeah. I think I, I, no, he, I'm talking. He, I, of think, I think Andrew Arkansas said the government. Arizona? I'm pretty sure Andrew said the government was pro-slavery. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. government's pro-slavery. You said it like you're contradicting where, like, that, but that's what he said. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sort of like adding. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. The, I, have, the, I can. I can. The send constant you here so. is like a I'm lot of the constitution is built out of. 
A lot of it's built out of spite for where we left, which is we didn't want to we didn't want to live in another like authoritarian regime, a.k.a. monarchy style. And so you have a lot of stuff to prevent that from happening. Like everyone's allowed to have guns because if the country starts turning into a regime, you can just shoot at them, which makes a lot of uh, sense. The most Um, it's the most ironic thing ever because of what is going on right now. Well, yeah, but the I mean, the people who are being the people who who are being subjugated aren't the ones who want guns. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why it's ironic. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, but I, if you read oh, the, oh, the, it's the a disaster, second, like you, I, this, I constantly yeah. get told, fed this line that the reason why people constantly stockpile guns is so they can rise up against their government and so on. But simultaneously, they're the same people that tout the line about ultra patriotism and like how if you don't like it, why don't you move? And like all these protesters, will all blah 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 blah, and it's like, what? But that's that's why you're stockpiling guns. That's the reason you always give. Like you've given this answer yeah. so many times to me. And it doesn't, no, but, but it's not it's because not, you don't you don't support resistance and you don't support criticism of the country. But you're stockpiling guns so that you can rise up against them. And I'm like, uh, I I can't process this this dissonance. I can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah, because it's not an argument. It's never an argument made in good fa- in good faith. No, it's never made in good faith. It's just like how so whenever some, whenever a black person gets shot, they're always like, "Well, he had a gun." It's like, yeah, the things you said we're supposed to have. The house next door sm- smelled like It doesn't like count when he has it. His like, boyfriend what? wasn't sleeping. Her boyfriend uh, wasn't sleeping. I mean, the thing is, is just it. It's a. It made a. It made a lot of sense when you had like ten thousand people yeah. living in your like I'm shitty, not- poor ass fucking country that you don't want to get taken over by another country. And now that we're yeah. you know three hundred million people strong, it kind of seems like a dumb fucking idea to let everybody have a goddamn gun. And they can just shoot at each other at any time. And it's like, well, how do you police that if everyone can have a gun? But if they have the gun, you have to kill them because it's a threat to the police officers, right? No, Even no, if they're the not only, using it. You only kill them but if like, they're not white. That, don't forget no, about that. No, it still happens, though. Like, there are people who just have a have a right to carry a gun, get seen with a gun, and get shoot and get shot. It's like, there's yeah. just... You have yeah. no you have no, like, set laws about how these work because each state gets to define how gun laws work. What and was the so name of the then, little kid that had the... The toy gun that, that got shot? The toy gun? No, no, no. It was like a cell phone cover that looked like a gun. I don't know. Trayvon I mean, Martin? So, was that the one? No, that's not Trayvon Martin. Oh, oh no. That, was Trayvon, just, was Trayvon Martin was just literally walking down the, the street with a hood. Sac- <laughs> Are you talking about the guy in Sacramento that got shot in like a backyard? I think so, yeah. I think he had mental issues as well. I was like, Dude, living, I, I was living nearby when that happened. It was like people die. People die in this country like every fucking day from guns. I don't keep... I can't keep track of it anymore. I have the... Like, I have the uh, the ending of the song that uh, that I was thinking of. Also, Rage we just completely forget this list. Yeah, no, we're, uh, no, we're, we're going back. We've made it two movies back. deep, and we're yeah, like, we who else did I read? The yeah. so- the song is called "Know Your Enemy," and the ending is literally uh, compromise, conformity, assimilation, submission, ignorance, hypocrisy, brutality, the elite, all of which are American dreams. Uh, I know my enemies. This is the end of the song. Like Rage Against is so explicitly. Yeah, and no, you have to actively ignore every single word he's saying. In, I mean, the joke is always what machine kinds of people do you... and a fan. Yeah, the joke yeah. is always like, what machine do you think they're raging against? It's like, what do you think they're raging yeah. against? Like, you know, an ATM? Like, no, you fucking idiots against the government. <laughs> but then you look, uh, do you know the that Don't Tread on Me snake uh, on that yellow? I don't remember yeah, the, the name of Yeah, the libertarians. 
Yeah, because then you also have that. They are also very anti the machine in a way. And that, no, I think that's why they can ignore certain they're like aspects. Faux, they're faux anti They're faux, for sure, for sure. But like, it also appeals to their sense of independence and their sense of like, um, you know, that, that, that sort of... I think I think that's an that at least that's what I get for that for a lot of people is the appeal of, of that sort of uh, I, I hesitate to call it a redneck style sort of ah, you know independence because because it's a bit of a stereotype I don't know if it's correct but I think that that might be the reason why be, and the, the, like the thing I I try to remind myself of a lot is that um, it's very easy for some people to ignore parts of the things that they're seeing. Denying reality is a, is a very usual habit for a lot of people. So, I mean, you they, most of them are rewarded for doing it. Yeah, there's no there's no punishment for being ignorant to how things work because most of the people who are ignorant aren't going to be affected by change in the world that doesn't that benefit that doesn't benefit others. Like I, yeah, like I'm not going to be affected no matter what happens at the end of the day, but. That doesn't, you know, like that doesn't mean it's okay to just be uh, ignorant of what's going on just because it's never going to affect me. The school think, books say it can't be here again. The prisons make you wonder where it went. Are, is it talking about slavery? Yeah. Raised your neighborhood insurance rates makes us happy living in a gate. Is that Avenged Sevenfold again? No, this is Chocolate no, Rain. <laughs> Chocolate oh. rain. If you read um, it without saying chocolate rain every other line and just focus on what's happening between each one, you're like, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> it's just yeah, fucking it's brutal. Just a, it's just a, yeah. It's, um, it's always been that way. It's just, again, yeah. it's one of those people just don't listen to music Re- like that. They just listen, you know, they just listen to the actual music. Regarding what you just said, Andrew, about, uh, you know, just because it doesn't affect you, it doesn't mean that you're, that you're, you're allowed to not give a damn um that that video that i watched from rowan atkinson that i was mentioning before behind him um there was a a, a, like a a poster that said uh feel because it was about freedom of speech and and what you know censorship and stuff like that there was a a, um a poster saying feel free to insult me anytime or something like that uh and I, i like the my immediate thought was that's very easy to say when you're a white cis rich dude in britain i mean i like my my always initial train my initial train of thought is i have enough resources and the means and the ability to just leave this country whenever i want to i but you need to I think have, you need to like, think about I, the people who don't like i, I think i that, can but there are can, plenty but... of people who don't have to because they can also just leave and they don't have to give a shit about how it goes some of them don't have to leave because nothing will change for them. Yeah, that's uh, a, another aspect. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. Like, the, to me, the way I always view it is just like, well, if it doesn't work, I'll just leave. I'll just bail. And that's why things, and that's um, why things like climate change are so, like, they're so racially relevant. Well, uh, in the sense that racism yeah. is relevant for climate change because the climate change is a different. It's a different issue because there's not really an end game that works with climate oh, change. Yeah, like, for you sure. can't just you can't be like, yeah, but we're gonna use all our money to like stop the fire. It's like, well, but 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, sure, I guess you can live but, in Jetson style homes in 2055 because there is no earth you can live on anymore. But you can't I deny guess. that. You can't deny that it is, and it is affecting right now, and it is going to affect always first and foremost the people without the means to avoid it. Well, the people it's just who didn't do anything. It's just a hypocritical thing of people saying, I don't want, you know, like people say, I don't want more immigration. Okay, well, stop destroying the planet where people live so they have to immigrate. Yeah. Like, stop, like, being, or like, oh, okay, what about people who need to leave because their countries are just terrible? It's like, well, I've never lived in a bad country, so they don't deserve to live here. It's like, I, they, didn't choose that <laughs> they didn't just like wake up one morning and say like cool country's being taken over awesome you know like we've done to several countries yeah maybe. basically all of <laughs> south america is affected yeah, like by this... the drug laws in the u.s but for you don't example, have to like let alone you everything have to think about that stuff because you're in america and it's fine yeah here. and when it's not fine here then you're probably either going the same to time... die here or you can just leave but at the same time, like the education system, it doesn't tell you about this. The mass media doesn't tell nope. you about this. And Trump wants it to tell us about it even less. It's well, even, no, he says the opposite. To, well, no, it, it, we're going to learn about uh, America, right? About the history of America. Yeah, he had this we... big. Hopefully, like that, that, yeah. that hopefully it does nothing. But uh, he's trying to make it even more like patriotic focused and make it even more brainwashy. It's, it's, it, it's but creepy. the thing is, when he I, tries I, to I, do that. He has an effect even if he doesn't pass any legislation because yeah. so many Does teachers, he? I mean, maybe not the majority, but so many teachers are Trump, Trumpists. And, and yeah. so, so many teachers are nationalists like that. They will they'll, follow they'll take that. the signal because, yeah, uh, curriculums are decided by the local government and a lot of those local governments might follow his, they don't his need, example. Yeah. I mean, we already have that. They already, yeah, they already were. We go to a school where you, like, like a bunch of fascists, you line up and you pledge to the your allegiance to the flag as a child, and then you get taught a sanitized version of your history, where ultimately you're the heroes. That is what happened here in Portugal before 1974. That is literally what happened. Yeah, the the locals deciding how, like local governments deciding what to teach, is the reason we have Confederate flag problems still. It's because fucking jackass is still taught about racism as uh as patriotism they're like oh but this flag meant that we they cared about america it's like then why did they rebel against the country that is what it is today against the, like, against well, the united states they they just were so passionate it's like yeah passionate about owning people what the fuck get out of here dude it's not a, it's not a question <laughs> we have history books we have literal history no, that our, we can look our at our history curriculum so bad that people grow up unironically thinking that the civil war didn't have anything to do with with the uh, slavery which is yeah. like, it's, it's that, that's about as, as well that's about as stupid as like the dinosaurs didn't exist because yeah. the bible didn't have them in the it devil put the like, bones there huh? yeah the devil put the bones there <laughs> yeah. god could you imagine like, <laughs> what a next level waste of time the devil yeah. is having he's just like creating bones in his little fucking hobble I mean, hole I, I believe and he's like it, uh, these like, people are gonna be <laughs> If the devil's anything like Loki, then I believe it, because that guy just fucking he'll he'll spend three years on a prank. <laughs> he mended his dragon bones. That he'll, literally feels bones. like what he'll, he'll what birth a of... he'll birth a spider horse just to prank somebody. <laughs> Loki's fucking crazy. <laughs> but on the top, on the top of the lyrics, uh, the bell curve blames the baby's DNA, but test score that test scores are how much the parents make. The same crime has a pri- higher yep. price to pay. The ju- judge and jury swear it's not the face. Dirty secrets of the economy turns that body into GDP. Fuck that rain's fucking brutal. 
It's just Jesus fucking it is Christ. Talking about all that. People yeah. were just like, wow, look at this funny viral video. He leans away. Ha ha. He, lean, he leans away from the microphone to breathe. It's like you, you come back 10 years later. You're like, I don't like this. Is, come back in 2020. <laughs> it's like, this is a fucking brutal song to look at. You're like, I. Oh, no. But that's that's what I mean by like nothing ever changes. And I'm kind of getting tired of it because like that song isn't new. No. It's. It's very, very old. Uh, what is you, the thing rain? is, like that tiring that you're feeling, right? And that I'm feeling, uh, and we're young still. Not that that not is that how. Sorry. No, the, like when you look up "Chocolate Rain," the fucking oh. meme is taken over. So, like, <laughs> trying to find anything about the actual original song is like, oh, the you thing... mean the guy who sang it? Like, no, no, not. What, what I was gonna say is that the thing, the thing is that tire tiredness that you're talking about. Uh, that is what gives context to we look back and we look at all the um, activists and, and fighters uh, like Martin Luther King and, and uh, Malcolm X um, that that fought and, and uh, down to their last breath. And they, and they spoke up and they, they dedicated their lives. They were tired all along. They were tired a lot more because they were exposed to the all the they weren't privileged like us, uh, it, at least in terms of skin color. Um, and, and, then um, and then all of their efforts get co-opted. That's yeah. So we get because yeah. Martin Luther King nowadays is used to spin this myth that like the United States was this racist country until Martin Luther King, the saint, just came by and then <laughs> fixed racism, and now it's over, and now nothing's racist anymore. And that's the fucking also, that's the line that people on the right constantly tow is this idea that all racism is over, institutional racism is a myth that people use as an excuse for their own real failings and all these other nonsense things, and and they they. It's like the Joan of Arc thing where they like they fucking retroactively deify this person, but like. Martin Luther King wasn't popular. He wasn't liked at the time. He was he literally was assassinated. assassinated. He was killed. <laughs> yes. Like, fuck. Yeah. And he was assassinated and by the country. Over and over by again. our own country. Like, the yes. country hated him. He didn't fix shit. We just retroactively commodify his image now to, to spin the idea that we're all better now. It's well, like, no, we do it because oh otherwise it's 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 just platitudes. It's to say like, okay, black voters, please don't hate us. Remember Martin Luther King? We think he's a good guy. And they're like, well, he supports Martin Luther King's teachings. It's like, no, I don't. I just think he's a good guy. <laughs> don't like read too much into this. And like, that's how every political party works when it comes to like talking to any minorities. It's like, we yeah, like ev- this person. It's like, oh, really? Lip- it's like, yeah. That you, 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 get, you, give, you give him a holiday and you pay lip service to him on that day. <laughs> And you completely reject every single fucking thing he ever had to say. The fact that fucking... The fact that there's like, Martin Luther King is is a holiday, but also President's Day, which is like, wasn't the majority of these guys slave owners? Well, and also, like... And, or like, and also, George Washington's birthday is a, is a holiday. He's like, didn't he own slaves? He was just you, the first president. What did he do that was impressive? And it was like, Don't you well, also have he, Columbus Day? No, Columbus isn't a federal holiday, I don't believe. Okay, okay. I don't that one is even, that is even more fun. We do have it. President's it is day. a holiday, but we don't have it. I don't think we get the or day it's just, off. It's just a day, day, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because Columbus uh, never even touched. You only like, hear about Columbus Day the, because the sometimes people are like, ah, it's a Columbus Day sale because people will make any day a sale. Uh, yeah, it's just a. <laughs> no, yeah, Columbus Day is he's also. Kind of a fraud. A, well, I mean, yeah, Columbus is obviously a, a scam artist, but the the idea is like Columbus Day exists because and a of, terrible person, slavery, yeah, because of American racism, Raper. which is like 
fantastic. You have to like you you use that kind of fake story to to make Americans not hate people because they're like, oh, this guy found it like found America. Wow, that's that's awesome. It's like no, he found, <laughs> with all he the found, people already there. Yeah, the millions like just, and millions of people oops, just happened to discover it, yeah. and then Indians appeared he, just out yeah, of nowhere. Kill, killed no them one, all. No one knew how that happened. Well, he killed the ones in the island that he arrived at. To be fair, pretty, he didn't murder the the ones in in the like. Well, because he didn't discover the Americans. He didn't go there. Yeah. <laughs> He just he just murdered everybody there and raped he's everybody a, there. Colonel has posted a screenshot of somebody being like racism discussion in a 2007 Mass Effect game. Surely you're joking, and he can't spell Shirley, which is even better. I'm not sure if they're trying to be cute, but that, that, I remember I just, that I just, because I just ban those people whenever I see them. Maybe they're, they're maybe too stupid to fix. Maybe he's asking somebody named Shirley. It's literally the, the episode thing, of it's literally the part of Mass Effect that discusses racism. So it's not even like the yeah. pr, like the commentators <laughs> bringing it in. It's the part where Ashley has that racist talk that she has. Like it's explicitly it's a conversation about racism, but it's that's just what it is. And I, and the thing is, I deconstructed it to the extreme as my, as best I could. So I I went really deep on that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, like the the game itself lets you just take what your are you own some sort thing. of person who experiences art and then commentates on it that's not your job stop that how dare you talk <laughs> about the mug in part three of your disco elysium playthrough like some sort of weirdo <laughs> oh i'm watching that's... i'm finally watching disco elysium your playthrough I, I, I haven't gotten to day four yet but yeah you know the, uh, the sorry mug, the mug is, is just topic. part three and i i'm it's, it's seared into my brain what part it is because it's just the comments constantly come in and i just constantly ban people it's a great filter <laughs> Oh, I still need to finish playing that. I got it's you, so you still need to do part two. <laughs> yeah, I got distracted. <laughs> you uh, played one episode. Keith, did you I, get to the multi-millionaire, ultra-billionaire guy? Did you ever find him? Yeah. Yeah, the guy that bends. Yes, that is such a great... The guy great... that's so rich that he bends time and space. <laughs> yeah, that is so fantastic. No spoilers, There's though. A... No spoilers. And also off-topic. That's, yeah. We're very I... off-topic. <laughs> we're we're, just, we're just, off-topic yeah. from our off-topic. We, we I, can go I, back. We can just, go back. Yeah, like, I, I remember watching... Uh, I watched gonna, Keith's playthrough of um, what's it called? Uh, I just forgot the name now. Uh, Outer Worlds. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I watched that one. The and one that's yeah, so, explicitly about these topics. Yeah, but you're but like, also doesn't a, go a very of, deep. To be no, fair, a lot of yours not, is no. like go, go, uh, Yeah, a lot of yours is like going through and talking about stuff that's bad and like really why it's bad, and then making like informed choices about you know based on these things. <laughs> and it felt so yeah. weird like as a juxtaposition for me where i'm sitting there i'm like yeah you know i do agree with keith these are really bad things but my decisions are just like yeah but I'm, i don't have time for this and i just blow the brains out of every person who <laughs> gets in the way of what people. i want <laughs> yeah like i just kept shooting like i'm sitting there i'm like yeah guys it's really bad to do capitalism and i'm like blowing the brains out of a boss and i'm like all right get out of the way i just need you to like do the thing i want and so i just Class like pushes yeah, Fight like I just push. This. Well, that's the thing is like I don't have time to try to like slowly convince someone to do the right thing. I'm just like, no, no, I'm just going to move your Andrew. body out of the way. I'm going to look down and say, you get this place, you get this place. All of you, leave me alone. I'm going to go into space. And then everybody's Andrew like, is the ultimate good. tanky. Yeah, I constantly I, I get just... people going like, how dare you in- introduce politics into this? And like, bitch, I'm here to experience art, and art's about stuff asshole yeah. get out of here I, if yeah. you're this dumb i'm just gonna I, I don't even argue anymore i just ban people that are that fucking dense because it's such a fucking like like 
like cave brain yeah take it's very of just tiring. like i'm I have, i'm working on you're just not operating on much like you just yeah, don't I, you're, you're the fucking people that love rage against <laughs> the machine without ever learning what yeah. any of it's about like yeah if you, if I just, you can go I, through outer worlds or disco elysium and not even process the idea that it's about anything i was like i i i don't even want to relate to you and i want you to go away because every time you speak it's just going to make me less happy and i have to like like my job to keep doing it <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is like, I, I feel like I get the, I definitely understand the problems, but I don't agree with the solutions to to solving them. And I think that's the, that is the problem I always have with most media is that I, I, I agree with like the message was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's a good message. I should take that. Like, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't agree with like the option that most people take, which is the, you know, like the slow methodical over time, changing things for the better. It's like, no, it's just bulldoze the, the, your way the, through. The liberal fantasy. <laughs> like, I can fix it from the inside within the system yeah. by just or voting. My, it my just thing is like, I just, my thing is I burn both houses down and I go, okay, now only one person gets to rebuild. And then I look at the other people like, you can't, nope, don't. Don't do it. I'll shoot you. Yeah, but Stay where you are. That works well in a fantasy world. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's that's why I like yeah. games like Outer Worlds where it's like I can just do that. Where someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the big bad guy. And you have to convince me to be good. And I'm like, no, I don't. Boom. Shoot you in the head. I'm going to go sit down now. <laughs> you guys are good people. Here's the land. And I walk away. You're and people like, are like, I guess. <laughs> I, lo- I had that same moment in the like major choice at the end of the game of the Outer Worlds. You're going to like was, that when you There were several there. times I, when I was tempted to just shoot people. I, I, yeah, I, that, that I didn't so even good. hesitate. Like, I, I literally walked into a room and someone was like, look, I'm going to give you a proposition. I will do all the things you want, but you need to wipe out these people. And I was like, okay. Oh, you're talking about the same one that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was like, I alternative. I killed them all. Yeah, I, yeah, like, them also. Al- <laughs> yeah, I was like, alternatively, I could back out of the conversation, shoot you in the head, kill all of your guards, walk out, <laughs> go to the board of directors, take everyone out, walk over, turn the key free the guy and just end the game and be like All oh right, no I you're did. talking about the other character that's, i did that, that later I, no okay, that's okay, that's I how see. i did for every single solution every problem is like <laughs> i have the character you care about but you need to do a bad thing if you want to free them i was like or yeah. i can just annihilate your entire country and i, I just wipe them all out and i, I think in pretty much every region of outer worlds you meet the shittier people first <laughs> and do, then they tell yeah. you to go deal with huh. the other people and then the other people are like ah oh, but actually nuance or reason here and they also kind of suck but for different reasons but generally speaking you still pretty much always end up going back and, and taking out the first shittier person that you met because they were way worse and that was just the pattern yeah. on every planet I never so I you could just skip the process by just shooting them immediately and it's probably why, why, why <laughs> oh uh, you're the first one <laughs> why Andrew's playthrough wasn't very long <laughs> Yeah, my playthrough is really short. Even like Gorgon made like the new DLC that came out made a lot less sense because it tries to like add nuance to a decision that I long overcame, which is like, oh, we're going to try to like build deeper on this, uh, this backstory of like why this, you know, why the company is bad. I'm like, oh, I just wiped it out though. They're like, "Uh, oh, I haven't finished it yet, but I think it goes a little bit deeper though. But that's the thing is like most, most of Outer Worlds. Yeah, not if you just shoot him. And that's the thing. Like Outer Worlds doesn't really have a story balance for like pure anarchy. And they even like the, they I, I saw an interview for the Path of Gorgon DLC and they're like, we solved that problem. We're going to make it so people, even if you just want to shoot your way through, you'll you'll still get a different experience for that. No, I didn't. That's that's an absolute lie. I got the exact same experience that I would have enjoying, if I had followed the rules. I'm enjoying like, Barrel on Gorgon a lot. 
Yeah, it just uh, I I finished it in like what two sessions? Because I it's just not, I, yeah, it's not a very long game, even at the even if you're RPG rambling slot about is every so dialogue. fucked. <laughs> it's so fucked. Yeah. Like I'm tr- yeah. I'm trying to get through Anachronox, but I'm also trying to get through uh, Wasteland, but also like it takes so much time to edit each session. So like I have to have a backlog of Anachronox prepared. Because like if like like for example today tomorrow I have an RPG video due, and I don't have any RPG videos recorded, so like it's like oh it's the weekend and Andrew's free like that's probably when I should record Wasteland but I won't be able to edit it in time for tomorrow's time slot so I need to record Anachronox today instead, but like because it's 2020 and everything's just getting worse every day, uh, even though I've like re-edited my schedule <laughs> and so on I'm always kind of like running on like a half battery and I'm like I haven't. <clears throat> I haven't had any of those like days lately or weeks where I'm like, oh man, I got like two days of work done today. Cool. And like, I'm like, I had a schedule. I'm always just kind of like yeah. kicking the stone slightly further down the road at an even pace that never quite if accelerates. You, if you can, if I can help in any way, let me know. I don't know how I could, but because <laughs> I, I have some, I, I'm on the opposite. <clears throat> I've been, I'm lucky with the games that I'm playing. So I just want to play them, play them, play them. Yeah. It's a, it's a mess. Cause yeah, like I, uh, what was it a it's just been bad everything sucks <laughs> the, yeah uh, around the time that and the last of us came well out affected. yeah there's been a, a series of things uh around the time that, like during the last of us stuff especially since i got the whole game done in like a week for like the next month or so i was like two weeks ahead of schedule and it was great all the time and i could just <laughs> pretty much just record whatever i wanted on a given day and like that and i was always sort of i was always like slightly ahead of schedule every day and so on it was going great but like for like the last month now it's just been not working and i can't get any momentum going so it's 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 a a bit frustrating because it's like yeah it makes that kind of thing really hard to get done but at the same time like but i want to get wasteland 3 and anachronox done because like uh there's the that's the ticking thing of like oh here comes the uh fucking cyberpunk on the horizon but in the meantime like i really wish i could have gotten to mortal shell because there's a decent it looking souls like that came out but on top of that there's a dlc for outer worlds and i'm like how the fuck do you as anyone keep up with this <laughs> holy shit wasteland 3 is really good isn't it uh or we haven't gotten very far okay. in it yeah i don't think we're far enough to i'm know. enjoying we, it we, we I'm about just as far as i am but it's also a glitchy disaster oh uh, for multiplayer pro yeah well we had the entire f- we went uh they give you once you get once once you get your like starting base. They give you objectives like go to these places and like there's a bunch of driving locations. But then there's one you can just like walk to down the path. It's like the local town. Mm-hmm. We cleared out like the entire local area of a bunch of objectives and like did a bunch of like hours of gameplay. Then came back mm-hmm. next session and the entire region had reset. Oh no! Yeah, like it's oh, that, that kind is... of glitchy mess. So it's like wow. our entire quest lock was empty. And the entire area had reset to its previous thing, but the world state in certain ways was still saved. <clears throat> so like we'd been sent to deal with something outside of the area and we came back and then the world reset and we talked to yeah. the person who sent us on the mission in the first place that runs that town and she introduced herself from scratch again, but <laughs> then yeah, and gave us the quest again. But then we I just talked to her again and turned it in because we had... The game still knew we had finished the quest, even though we hadn't had the quest. And like, I have no idea. It's 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 a, it's just like it's once again like a, it's an in exile game yeah. that's like I've shouldn't yeah, for sure be for out sure. yet. Basically, <laughs> I I've been enjoying the writing and the voice acting. I think the voice acting is brilliant. 
like in comparison to other games of the genre like every single character for me is is like stand out yeah we're playing as the as the gay punk rock friends yeah i saw i saw the first episode the bros with the spikes and the mohawks my favorite character is the fish seller in the market and she's so cute she's awesome she's so awesome friends was not the correct word (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) i was like why did i say friends (laughs) They're lovers. Yes. So, uh, let's go back to topic, maybe. Jesus. Yeah, let's try to <laughs> your turn, Keith. People are going to have opinions today. I recommend everyone upload this video with the setting on YouTube where all comments are held for review. <laughs> That's how every video And is. then you can manually moderate all of the comments because uh, there's going to be a culling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as, as there always is. You just shake it and the spiders fall out. And, you're like, ah. and, and by the way, if you, if you want to comment on Keith's video and you can't for reasons, come to my channel. You can comment on mine. No, you can't. <laughs> they, well, they think they can comment. People, especially they if they didn't get this they, far. And, the, and also if they don't understand how like YouTube works. Because uh, if you leave a comment on a video... Uh, and it's and it's like filtered or whatever. Usually, you can still see it anyway, so it feels yeah. like you left your comment. And if you've if you've been banned from a channel, you can still comment on every single single video, and it looks like you're doing it. So you don't think there's been any consequences, which is part of the upside of it because it makes people not try to get around the ban if they take longer to realize it's even happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like this, there's, there's there's so much garbage out there that it's just I never have to listen to it again, and it's great. Gaming <laughs> and the gaming community has problems. Yes. And uh, we need to work on them. Some, uh, some like maybe circa like 2012 problems. <laughs> uh, in 2014 as well. August 2014 yeah. is like, yeah. I think you're just. I remember. Oh, that was never talk- mind. Yeah, 2014 was Gamergate. Whoops, oh, that was 2012. Yeah. I remember in 2009 when this. Uh, I it was the review for one of the. Tomb Raider games or something. There was somebody from Game uh, GameSpot that got fired uh, because they talked about GameSpot. There was something ha- having to do with the sponsorship that Square Enix had on on GameSpot. Uh, in GameSpot, I don't know if there's still a website, but they're like big uh, review, big on reviews. Not and necessarily stuff. Tomb Raider, but uh, it was a uh, Kanan Lynch was recorded was, oh, re- was uh, reviewed by yeah. Jeff Gersman and he got fired for. Having the game, yeah. and then he went on to f- with he, he and some of his other GameSpot friends all left and founded uh, Giant Bomb. Oh, I didn't know that. But that's oh. what Giant Bomb is. Yeah. So yeah, that, no, that Jeff Gersman's still me... around. I think he's probably in a better place now. There's this big irony because uh, uh, Giant Bomb did pretty did pretty decently, and uh, they ultimately got acquired by somebody who also acquired GameSpot. And I don't know if it's still Ooh. true right now, but they were literally in the same office building uh, when I was listening to their podcast at my old job. Like they were oh, literally they were now in the same office building as each other, as separate and like equally valid uh, publications, basically. Like isn't capitalism a lovely tool to bring us all together? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> into the same building. It's like oh, at that no, point, I don't but, think anyone that made that choice was around anymore. So it's, there's not exactly bad blood. Yeah, but the irony course. is so thick. The um, that's that incident and the scene of gaming journalism around that time uh, was very formative for my own opinion about game journalists and about uh, game journalism and about how important it is and how corrupt it can be. Um. So I was really lucky to, I, I mean, I consider myself lucky, honestly, to Gamergate completely 
passed me by in 2014 because everybody was like, oh, no, which is just one of the sides of the Gamergate. But everybody was like, oh, game journalists are corrupt, uh, which was not what Gamergate was about, really, at the end of the day. No. Um, but I was like, yeah, you haven't seen anything. I've been at this for a long time. So I didn't really care for any of the arguments. And then I eventually found, found out two years later what it was all about. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It, and, and I think the fallout of that is so... It's, it's like what we were talking about. It's toxic. People get in, inbred into that, into that uh, ideology. They just can't... They can't get out. It's very difficult. Got your, and, your 4chan's... And your Reddits and your several toxic like nerd YouTube channels and so on that just kind of are breeding grounds for just being constantly angry all the time at essentially boogeymen. And yeah, it's a mess because like feminists and like in in the in the aughts and the nineties and so on, like games journalism was really bad. <laughs> but like yes. not for but like the, the but then when the rage happened, it had nothing to do with ac any of the actual details of what was actually wrong with games journalism. It's just it like, was just I, this hating just, on uh, women and lies. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's just and it, some people it was, who it didn't was never know about better. ethics and game journalism. Yeah, and, and like that. Yeah, like there. The, otherwise, that big uh, event would have happened around Jeff Gersman and not like the way it did. Uh, there's yeah. so many better examples to go after. Because uh, yeah, yeah, more like, influential as, as well, not just for being true. In case of uh, Jeff Jeff Gersman, because for Brianna Wu was that her name? Um, I follow her on Twitter. I don't remember if it's her, but like, it wasn't even true. Like, it's not even. It's it like it was all like a PizzaGate style conspiracy theory store sort of situation. It's hard to keep track of how many people were being mad at, but the uh, normally people are talking the, about Zoe Quinn. Zoe Quinn, sorry, yes, yes, that is the one. But if I search Brianna Wu, I think. It brings up uh, people also search for Zoe Quinn and Anita Sarkeesian, yeah, and Lee, Alex and and, Lee yep. Alexander. That's probably not yeah, unrelated. Like six or seven, but I lost. I've lost track of that of her. But no, yeah, it was a it was a very angry time. It was it was really weird because yeah, like uh, for example, Anita Sarkeesian's content was basically advertised by the hate. Like the amount of people that were mad about it made <laughs> her more successful. Oh yeah, not, not only by proving her right a lot of the time, but also just <laughs> actively advertising her by never shutting up about her. Uh, which is the entire yeah. reason I know she exists as a person. Same and then here. I, and I like, yeah, I, I subscribed and I watched a lot of videos and I was like, what's the what's the fuss here? Because why are people so yelly about this thing? And that was one of those big moments where it's like I, I went in expecting the idea that, I didn't ha you know, being, being in a pre-Gamergate world, I wasn't already massively biased against the outrage the way that I often am now. So I was like, okay, something must have gone wrong here. Something must be up. So let's go check this out and see what it's about. And then I was like, what? These are just really dry lectures about like feminism 101. They're I got they're kind really of lucky. Boring. <laughs> they're just, there's yeah, just not that much to one, them. The beginning of her work is all is very very dry. Yeah, I got I, I, again very lucky. The first video I watched of hers uh, was one about uh, and uh, Islamophobia in gaming. Uh, and that really resonated with me because I, uh, well, I, 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 I grew up Christian and I live in a Christian country. The Islamophobia here in Portugal is pretty, uh, it's pretty, uh, 
widespread and it is it is a problem we don't have many islamic people but it is it is definitely ingrained in the culture uh so i could see a lot of things from an american person i i could see uh is she american or is she armenian she's american right um <laughs> uh, yeah i don't i i i don't know i it, think she's either way she grew uh, up in she the was US. born in canada oh okay there we go nationality uh, american is, slash canadian so i'll just trust that for I'll somebody from the, for somebody from the other side of the world to recognize the same patterns as i recognize in other things not necessarily in gaming like i watched that particular video about islamophobia in gaming and i was like whoa this makes total sense so i think from the beginning i i, I was on like on an agreeable terms with her because I, I found her because of fallout 3 is garbage and here's why that video is amazing but it also <laughs> led me specifically for, into the rabbit hole as it were yeah, i'm looking at her wikipedia so, page and it just mentions her having 31 million views and i'm like that's all that anger focused on a ra on a channel that has so little actual viewership by comparison like several people essentially made a career out of being mad at her and mm -hmm. it shows how much that largely involves people just listening to those people and taking them uh verbatim and just trusting them all the time yeah. and not ever actually engaging with the material that they're talking about in the first place and like uh, like that's just, just this whole thing works like to this day, like, I think feminist... Am I subscribed to them right now or not? Feminist uh, Frequency? Let's see. They might have been uploading filler content that I lost interest in. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, oh, they, yeah they do a lot of Star Trek stuff. Oh, yeah, they're stuff. active now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've been active. I definitely am subscribed at some point. They do a lot of other stuff outside of YouTube as well. I don't yeah. follow them outside of YouTube. No, they, I, I unsubscribed when they started doing, like, constant podcasts and, like short form like reviews and stuff i'm like this is not what i subscribed for it's just the <laughs> yeah. thing uh it's why i always consider like if i ever do like a video so essay or something like i should really have it on a separate channel would like um oh whoops i muted myself a little bit yes like uh, just for a little bit uh back to the um back to the what is your movie keith <laughs> we're gonna pretend <laughs> this is salvageable still <laughs> Of course it is. People so, are very interested. So for those keeping track, I my first recommendation was The Garden of Words. Um, <laughs> and very Colonel's beautiful. recommendation was V for Vendetta. And also, I, should, I would like to ask... Path, which yeah, we, his recommendation was V for Vendetta, which he thought wasn't that great. <laughs> I It's a good movie to watch, not necessarily to to appreciate or to like but if you like it's fine <laughs> natalie natalie portman is so tiny in that movie and so american as well she's she's so american I mean, yeah, she's that's, always that's, tiny yeah she's always tiny in real life like she's always been a very small person has but a they, they to portray her, her they portray her as so and she's so tiny it is unbelievable i think i think it's they really meant for her to look she has a small. she has a propensity for shaving her head a lot of she's roles a, require her to lose her hair a very narrow <laughs> short sinewy gangly kind of person like the, yeah. it's uh and they the, that's often played up for elements of like vulnerability or body horrors i mean if she wasn't uh the professional like her or, origin point i think yeah with I leon the watch. professional then yeah like I she plays so. a child princess or child queen in a the star wars movies and then she 
and then like the whole horror movie of a uh, black swan and so on it's, it's kind of been a thing oh, for yeah. a while and now she's literally playing the version of thor that has that's that's has cancer oh it's <laughs> like yeah. uh thor's that's hammer weird. goes to his love interest character from the comics and she i don't she remember her cancer. name but she has cancer and she's going through chemotherapy and but she's able More to wield boldness. the hammer and so it's like I mean, a weird, she, it's an interesting character she looks idea. really good she looks really good even when her head is shaved. She's really but, pretty. But yeah, I haven't read that storyline, so I don't know a ton about it. But it's an interesting idea. I think there was an idea that like whenever she uses Thor's power, she's shortening her life or something. Ooh. It's like there's some stuff going on there. It's like, oh. Oh, because she's not Thor. Well, it's no, I, th- I think it might have to do with her condition. Oh, okay. It's like she's worthy of the hammer, but she's dying of cancer. And, the, and grabbing the hammer... Can give you this power but i don't think it magically cures you or anything like it's not gonna mm-hmm. heal her and fix those problems yeah. so it's like i don't know we'll see how that goes or even i don't even know if they're dealing with those ideas in the movie or if they're just gonna be like it's nally portman with a hammer uh i'm kind <laughs> that of is a movie right there <laughs> i'm kind of burned out which is kind of a bummer because it's it's a bummer to be burned out on superheroes just in time for when they're suddenly less afraid of making female ones Cause yeah, it's like oh yeah, here comes the Black Widow movie. Even though that happened, and here comes uh, and here we got Wonder Woman, and we've got Captain Marvel, and we've got uh, female Thor, Birds and other things are going on. It's like oh, yeah. wow, it took them so long that it literally burned out on the entire concept before it finally started being like, what if they weren't all white guys? <laughs> it's like uh, I stopped watching superhero movies uh, on the first Amazing Spider-Man. That was the last superhero movie I watched. I think. Um, amazing, <laughs> which Spider-Man? was like ten years. Yeah, the like first the, one with the Mac- reboot thing. Yeah, yeah, the one after. Uh, you guys are real bad at sticking to this goddamn list. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, he he literally is like, so Keith, your next movie. Anyway, Natalie Portman's so small in that movie. Let's talk about Natalie Portman. <laughs> I'm, sorry, like, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's like bait. Talk over me. Talk over me. Stop me. <laughs> I, I uh, for this purpose of this list, I rewatched two movies because I wanted to reconfirm how much I did or didn't like them or whatever because it's it been a while. I I have I have times where I like I watch a movie and like the the lingering feeling of what I thought of the movie's quality lingers, but sometimes that's the only thing I remember after a couple of years, and it's like because there's just so much art. And sometimes, I'm, yeah. and so it, you uh, you get a lot more sometimes when you come back and watch like two of these movies. When I watched them in the last twenty four hours, uh, they added so many details back in that I just straight up skipped my mind entirely uh, about those films. Uh, so the, I tried to recommend stuff that most people haven't seen, uh, which is exactly the kind of stuff I like. It, they're like treasures. Like whenever I make a discovery of like some kind of film that no one has really told me about and I have a good time with it. I always want to like share it around and, and let people know about them and so on. Uh, so the first movie on my list is Caliber and uh, spelled C-A-L-I-B-R-E because there's two different Calibre. versions of those. Uh, yeah. And I just... You and your spellings. I just randomly watched this on Netflix one day with no context and it's kind of a great way to watch that movie because uh, it has just a series of reveals and things going on where it's just the more you know about it going in, the more it can kind of spoil some of those feelings. But it's also really hard to sell it. <laughs> One of the things you I got, like... You got uh, the British Academy uh, Awards. 
Oh yeah, so no, it's it's, like, it's very well received, but I've never heard anyone mm-hmm. mention it ever. So I don't know if anyone knows this movie. I have no idea what its scope of popularity is, or if like maybe across the pond there's more people that like know about it or something. But I've straight up never seen a commercial for this or heard anyone refer to it or talk about having seen it or anything like that. But it's a it's a British uh, British drama and it's a hour and forty minutes long. Why well, it's not necessary. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> it's one of these films that I, a particular thing I like is I, I like character driven stuff. And I also, it's, it also is like a treat when you have like a film that's feels like it's full of like solid actors, but you don't really feel like you recognize anyone or make, maybe there's like one or two people you kind of have this spark of like, maybe I kind of have seen that person before, but you're not like, Oh my God, it's Chris Evans. Like you're not sitting here like <laughs> being wildly aware of the star power of the film. And instead it's just like, it just feels like it's a bunch of people basically that are like all 90th they're all like 90th percentile attractive but you know they're all they're all just people uh all the hot people and in this case uh it's like it's not a, it's not even an english con- fuck they're all ugly is that what it is, what is their is that what you're saying keith how are they saying they're ugly I, jack loden i'm looks, bad at uh looks amazing I didn't. No, I said. Smile. I was saying that they're all like top ninety. Oh, like they're all like the like better than they're more attractive than ninety percent of people. But you know, oh, probably, I see, you know, I see, like, I see. Oh, it's yeah. super. It's the the superstars or whatever. I wanted to say where it is, and I'm like, I actually don't really know because I'm bad at Europe. The setting. Yeah, I was trying to say like, it oh, says it's in it's the, 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 the highlands of, of Scotland. The, it's it is in Scotland. Yeah, uh, it's what it says in the wiki page. Yeah, uh, so it's isn't it's, it's in the forest in Scotland. And so they, they, it's uh, these two people that are friends. Uh, one of them is about to be a father, and they're kind of having this like a way like that. You have this all this this feeling that it's like their their final trip uh, before the, he kind of has to engage with what his li- the rest of his life is going to be, which is a, a common trope for movies is to often have like this is their final hurrah before the thing happens and so on, like the Hangover movie and kind of shit like that. Uh, so they're gonna go hunting, and he hasn't. He's he's not really ever been hunting before, but his friend wants to take him hunting in the Scottish forests, and they're going out to this like they go to this small t- small town, and they meet a bunch of people, and it's just like a bunch of like well acted, well scripted little like chill scenes of them kind of engaging with different people and uh, getting in conflict with this or that person, and and like having a heart to heart with this person, and just kind of a bunch of scenes that really get let you live in that town for a bit and get to know everybody and feel like you're just flesh them all out as people and as a, this lived in space and so on and make you kind of like everyone to some extent uh except for certain people and then they go out the next day to their hunting trip and uh the hunting trip goes very badly and i don't mean like like a, like they, I don't mean like they didn't do a good job at hunt hunting. Good. I mean the the trip goes very badly, and the rest of the film is them dealing with the consequences of what happened on the hunting trip, and hiding what happened, and having to deal with the fact that like people know that they were there and who they are, and like they're staying in the small town where everyone in the town knows who they are because they're like the only hunters in the entire region because it's such a low population and low popularity area. And they have to like go back to these people that they've met and try to like maintain normal conversations, knowing what happened and try to t- 
continually not reveal <laughs> what what they know and what has happened and so on. And it's just this it's one of those things where it's it's like when I like I love uh I love a lot of Tarantino films and stuff like uh Inglorious Bastards where you just have these long conversations that are just ratcheting the tension and there's things you know <laughs> and you're wondering which characters know what and what this is gonna happen and when the when the shoe's gonna drop and like Inglorious Bastards is, is like literally has like several scenes that are like ten to ten to twenty minutes long of just a conversation that's continually ratcheting one source of tension over and over again and you're just losing your mind watching it and like caliber is a lot of that and it's just best if like if that's if if that kind of like distressing suspense thing is what you like to watch then this film is for that and i've intentionally been vague because i don't know i value just going in and just discovering things and living them the way they are i tried to be i tried to convey the premise and only spoil the amount you need to know to even have an understanding of the premise because just saying a you name of it, a movie and then saying watch it is too little <laughs> but yeah. I, I think it, even, like you, you make it sound interesting for sure i think even watching a trailer would spoil spoil more than i've given uh hmm. and i think that's maybe even a little bit of a problem but that's how trailers work uh you, ma- you make it sound like what weekend at bernie's but serious <laughs> yeah yeah it's a <laughs> it's an it's a it's the kind of tension that makes you want to puke <laughs> It's one oh, of those movies. Boy. It's what? not. It is not a funny movie. It is not what fun. What the hell does that mean? It, uh, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. What do you mean tension that makes you want to puke? I've never. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> do you it's like? Have you deep? ever played Alien Isolation? It's, it's my kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make me want to puke. It made me it furious. Oh, it made man. it made him very angry. <laughs> I'm it mean it, the tension in that game just makes me. This must be some kind of weird like human emotion I've never. No, had the, the video. <laughs> you, 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 you can go watch our old Let's Try of Alien Isolation, but or our mini series. I guess that was a mini series where we quit. I think yeah. I watched it. It was but a it was quickie, just, technically. Uh, yeah, it, well, it was a one-off session, but we made. It, I think we made like five episodes out of it. But you can just mm-hmm. watch Andrew just continually lose and scream at the game for it, which definitely, <laughs> uh, definitely dismantles the tension. I definitely felt the tension yeah, more when i played I, the game myself uh and uh when oh, you I did, did a let's play didn't you yeah i did a full play through that game mm-hmm. and, oh that's uh, the one i watched yeah yeah i found the game exhausting <laughs> it is very because it, 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 yeah. it makes you tense but it's also 20 hours long and it's like this is too this is too much of this feeling <laughs> so true uh, so yeah i don't i don't i've never I've so never this felt this movie enough, is better I've never felt tense enough to vomit <laughs> So this movie is better than Alien Isolation because it's only one hour and 40 minutes. So yeah. you're not going to puke too much. That was a good find. I watched it last night to confirm that I liked it as much as I thought I did. And I did. <laughs> nice. it, was a, it, it was good for a rewatch, especially when I've forgotten a bunch of little details along the way. That's what kind of jam. recent as well. My, so entire, like... my entire list is dark films. <laughs> you definitely get, I mean, a different, uh... you get, a, you get a different tone from each of our lists. Yeah, mine's mine's not gonna. Well, yeah, mine aren't ever. Uh, actually, no, a lot of mine are not dark. All of them are very. Most of them are very emotional, but they're not dark. Yeah. So what you got, Andrew? So my let's see. The next uh, one I'll recommend is uh, a silent voice, which uh, is a very uh, emotional movie about. A, uh, about the actions of a young man towards a deaf girl in elementary school and the consequences of those actions later in life. 
Oh. Uh, and it's not like, yeah, there's no, there's no thriller. There's no like, uh, it, there's no tense. It's just hard. <laughs> it's just a hard. It deals with the. It, yeah, it just it deals, deals with, with the aspect of bullying and what uh, bullying. what that can uh, turn into. Um, but yeah, uh, I I like it. I, the movie probably isn't the best way to experience a story. I would say the manga is obviously the best way uh, because it gives. There's a lot more time. It you know obviously there's a lot more time to yeah. uh, grow the characters and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, the movie, I looked at the, the box set, and it's like five entire volumes, which is definitely a rough adaptation to make a movie out of. Yeah, uh, the movie definitely has uh, some pacing issues because it assumes you've read it, uh, which is fine uh, because unlike it's not like One Piece where you need to read like ninety volumes; you just need to read five <laughs> manga. Uh, but I would, uh, if you've read it, uh, I would definitely recommend watching the movie. It's it's very it it really hits a lot harder when you hear people saying lines from the manga that you're does like it, um does it deal a lot with how does it deal with the aspect of being deaf um is, is it like a center point or or no we, so the the you were you're experiencing the story through the uh through the bully oh so you're uh yeah, so you don't really... So you're looking at it from... It's interesting because you're looking at it from an angle from the person that the you're. it's trying to make you uh, dislike... I mean, it makes you dislike this person that you it's then like need an anti-hero. to be... like an anti-hero. Yeah, like you need to be sympathetic towards because you you know, you know feel bad for the, the outcome um, that this bullying has had. But you also are following the bully. So you're trying to like... You're not, you know, it's it's one of those weird positions where you try to like, how do you how do you deal with uh, how do you deal with forgiveness in a bullying situation, and can you forgive uh, bullying? Is like that's kind of the core themes, mm-hmm. and um, and I think it it handles it. I think it handles it well. Uh, I I will admit it definitely is more. Um, I I wish it would. I wish it. I wish it had a little bit more to say because bullying is a really big issue in uh, in Japanese culture uh, for school, anyways. And I kind of wish it was it had a little bit more to say there, but it. I, I think the movie tends to be a little bit more hollow on it because it doesn't have the time, and the manga, the manga didn't. I, I think the manga wanted a different resolution than uh, the the reality could account for. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. It's I I would recommend it. It's uh, again, it's on Netflix, um, so you can watch it there. But uh, yeah, how about you, Colonel? Next sounds, one sounds pretty cool. Um, that's the sort of anime movie that I <clears throat> that I uh, honestly like the most, honestly, because if it's very plot div- driven, I get. I don't know. I prefer to be plot driven. I prefer it when it's these like anime series rather than movies. Um, so my next uh, suggestion or my next recommendation is my favorite animated movie. Well, since we're talking about animated movies, although it's not Japanese animation uh, of all time and uh, including Japanese animation. It's Wally from I think it, it, it is it Disney or is Pixar. it Pixar before? Oh, it's Pixar. OK. Wally is written wall dash E uh, and it's. A very different movie than what I'm used to, although admittedly I'm not the biggest movie watcher, although I have watched a few. Um, and uh, it 
what what really drew me in to this movie is how beautiful the first probably let's see let me see how long it is it's 97 minutes so it's probably the first 40 minutes maybe 50 minutes um they're all completely without uh, anybody's anybody speaking a word uh and it's just it's very uh quiet and 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 sort of very typical pixar as far as i know pixar uh it's very about very much about the the scenarios and the characters which uh, for the for a long part it's just Wally. and so so the the beginning of the movie is really really contemplative and then it just grows into it's almost a uh it's a very hopeful movie i f- i find but it is also very much uh, a critique of um of uh, our society of today so it sort of tra- ties into what v for vendetta was or we were talking about v for vendetta because it uh, it um the movie goes places where uh it talks about consumerism i mean it's set in a world where humans can't live anymore on earth because there's so much so much trash around so right off the bat it is about uh the in, the impact of of our existence on the planet and uh Wally Stop is a little adding robot politics to movies art isn't about <laughs> anything Wally Wally is a little robot that just goes around cleaning the trash and uh does that forever and it's got like a, a charging station and whatnot uh, so it's really beautiful from right off the bat. There's a little uh, love story and a little thing that's going to surprise you. And it's also family family friendly. So I honestly think that it's a movie that everybody, absolutely everybody should watch um, of every age. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, don't show any of my movies to your kids. <laughs> yes. What? The whole list. None of them. None of those movies. Don't show them to your kids unless you're cool. Hey everyone, this session was about four hours long, so I figured I'd cut it in half and make two episodes out of it so it's a little easier to get through and process and consume and whatnot and things. So uh, check back in a few days for part three, which is part two of this. Yeah.